Hello, uh, this is Olivia here. Just wanted to apologise for the two-week absence. Uh, it was the Easter holidays and I just got very overwhelmed with both university work and then actual work for a few weeks and so fell behind on editing. However, we have our third episode up for you. There is a slight bit of uh, technical issues with one of our audios at the first kind of third of the episode so you'll hear a bit of a kind of buzzing uh, frequency noise at some point. I've tried to reduce it but I couldn't get rid of it completely but it does ease up about 20 minutes in if no earlier than that so bear with us for that. Um, also this was recorded in about February time so it is almost two months old now so there are maybe a, com- a couple of references that may seem a bit dated, but other than that, all should make sense. Um, and anyway, yeah, hope you enjoy. We had a great time recording this episode, and it's a lot of fun. Thank you, and enjoy. This is your Act One Beginners Call. Act One Beginners. Hello everyone and welcome to season two, episode two of three. I think it's two. Okay, it's. I think I genuinely think it's two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to Act One Beginners Call. After a long hiatus, we are back, and today we are talking about a film that came out on Netflix. That was a musical. <laughs> Back in, like, December. I'm just willing to stay silent and see how much more you dig yourself into this hole. You're just doing great at this. Um, So, you may or may not have heard of the absolutely phenomenally well-acted, awarded, (laughs) produced, movie musical version of The Prom, which had zero controversies, no scandal, issues, yeah, nothing. It is your perfect movie musical. Perfect. No issues. What can go wrong? Nothing is wrong with this movie. Everyone is perfect (laughs) in it. I mean, the Golden Globes thought so. Yeah. Yeah. The Golden Globes think a lot of things are wrong, so... Yeah, well, so let's get into this. If you don't know The Prom, it was a Broadway musical on from about like 2017, 2018. And God, that feels, it doesn't feel like it is that long. No, it was only on Broadway for about a year and a half or so. And it closed, I think, I think yeah. just before the pandemic or not too long before. And it's basically the story of a girl called Emma who wants to take her girlfriend. I want to say Clarissa, but it's not. It's Alyssa. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. To her prom. I only know. I don't know any of the characters' names. Oh, I for God's know sake. Them by their actors' names. Yeah. Or by what they are. I know Emma are and they... Alyssa, and then I know Keegan Michael Key, Meryl Streep. Anyway, so yes, she wants to take her girlfriend to the prom, and some washed-up Broadway actors whose show has just flopped. Roosevelt the musical. I remember that. And wasn't it Eleanor the musical? Shit. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember it. Clearly. 
What? It was something about a Rose. No, no, Which you're right. You're, no, you are right. Yeah. Meryl, Meryl Streep was Eleanor and James Corden was Rose, but that's that's what. James Corden is throwing me off. Anywho, they, <laughs> they are like, we want a rep back on track. So they decide to go to this small town in Indiana where Emma lives and they basically, you know, organise a prom for her. And it all goes wrong. It's wrong. Well, by the end, it's it's fine. There's a good, there's a good song. Fine. Good song. <laughs> a, good, a good song. <laughs> to be honest, I, I can only sing you three songs from it. I can only sing you one song, and it's partly because Andrew Rannell sang it. Yeah. And so I paid attention to it. One of them is an audition song for me, which is why I know it. And the, yeah. I, know, I know the finale just because it's like... I only know one line, though. Here's a prom for everyone. <laughs> That's all I know. And there's probably it's probably like a yeah in it as well. Yeah. The musical is very generic modern pop musical. I mean, how much did you how much did you know let's start. How much did you know about the prom for this I, incredible film? Yeah. I really didn't know anything about the musical because I I never got around to listening to it. And then by the time I was kind of thinking about listening to it, I they had announced that um, that they were doing a film. So I was yeah. like, well, I'm just going to wait for that production. So there's been no... It, it did okay on Broadway, but it didn't do great. And there's not been any kind of talk about it coming to London, I don't think. There has. I think it's due to oh, come West there? End relatively... Uh, because they're doing a massive, like, American export session. Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't soon enough for me to go. Oh, I'll just see it in London, yeah. especially mm-hmm. at, at the moment. Yeah. Um. So I it kind of struck me as one I would enjoy, mm-hmm. but it definitely seemed very basic from what I listened or what clips I had seen. Yeah. Um. I wanted it to do well because of the topic and how kind of happy it was and how uplifting people said it was, but mm. I didn't really care for it from what i had heard before watching the film right but what about you Gigi? had you i struggled to listen to it i think it was it was a show that i went i think if i saw this i'd enjoy it but to be honest i loved that i loved the idea however it was more about those four broadway actors as much as i love andrew rannells too there wasn't enough of him not enough of his character not. not at all but too much meryl I don't know what her character name is, so I'm going to refer Meryl. Oh, too much Meryl Streep, too much James Corden, and the other yeah. one. I think there was a third. Um, what's her name? Long legs. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Nicole How Kidman can we forget was... Nicole Kidman? <laughs> I just remember oh. her having really long legs, and I was no, yeah, like... no, because she had this. She had this number. I cannot sing you it for the life of me. Um, but it was Fosse. Uh... It was a fussy kind of number. Zaz. Zaz. All that Zaz. Zaz. Yeah. All that Zaz, something like that. I don't know. It, it was, it was really? fine. It was clearly a rip-off of Chicago, but anyway. Yeah. And um, it just... Oh. Okay, it infuriated me because there are so many older Broadway actresses who would have taken that part and properly danced it out. Mm. She's meant to be a chorus line dancer. The whole point yeah. is that she's so ensemble, she's not a lead. Yeah. I found, yeah. Okay, casting, sorry. That's going back to the film. But the actual musical, yeah, I found it very hard to just listen to. 
And there's even like, here's the prom for whatever it is. I skipped halfway through to listen to that. Cause I'm like, okay, here's where it goes. But you know, the first song that Emma sings, Just Breathe, was a really, it was a song that I actually pretty resonated with. Like, I was like, yes, brilliant representation on stage. However, yeah, that's like half an hour in. Mm. Bit pointless, isn't it? It's, it's definitely in that vein of it's in the right direction, but with the wrong yeah. motives. Yeah, it's um, al- it's almost performative, you know, performative activism. It what? It's that kind of thing where I think it sells itself too much as yeah a musical about yeah, yeah. the two lesbians yeah that's the whole marketing where, ploy whereas it's actually really a kind of i guess a wacky comedy about four broadway stars getting over involved in local town politics which is what it should be <laughs> like i love that be tagline sort of, because like if you sell it as that you get into it expecting that yeah and so like then all the kind of lines they say that mm-hmm. are basically they're basically making fun of the musical as they go along that's what i liked about it but it sells itself too much as a serious musical i think so you kind of go into it thinking oh like this is great like really kind of meaningful musical about these two LGBTQ kids wanting to go to prom together. And then you get all like this kind of comedy and screwball action and you're like, whoa, this is not what I wanted. Whereas if they just marketed it better and accurately. It could have been a really interesting commentary on how older actors are treated in the industry. Like Mm. Meryl Streep herself has said that most of the parts she was offered for when she was past 40 years old were witches. And mothers who appear in the odd scene. So yeah. she really had to go out and find those characters. And obviously it's a bit different now. Because you have yeah. like these big comedy films. Like Melissa McCarthy's managed to do it really well, to be fair to her. As much as I don't massively massively like the genre. Mm. But that that's what it could have been. It could have been the struggles of getting of you know, finding work when you're older, a whole ageism kind of thing. But no, it was you know, these two gay kids want to go to prom, but we're going to tell the story of these four acts for the first act, so basically. Yeah. I think both the writers of the musical and the marketers yeah. kind of wanted too much mm. and so didn't tell exactly... Like, it's one of those things where, like, oh, and this will happen and that will happen and we want to look at this part. And, like, they have all these threads that are great yeah. but they don't give any of them a chance to actually go into action so a lot of the a lot of the scenes happen very like briefly and then like something will get resolved really out like as much yeah. as i love love thy neighbor mm. as a concept as a song as the content of the song i very much agree with it mm. and i love andrew randall's shaking a tambourine in a fountain <laughs> it comes out of nowhere it does and there's the no characters, real mention the characters of religion he's singing to yeah, nothing beforehand. Like, it's basically just, oh, a southern conservative town, which, granted, kind of assumes religion, but nothing is made that... No. Mm. It's never really become, like, a critical through line. And then these teenagers just kind of go, yeah, you know what? 
You're right, Andrew Rannells. I do think I should love thy name. All it took was a song in a fountain. All it took. Yeah, you sung at me for five minutes with a god spell chorus line. I'm changed. I'm I'm solved. It's solved, yeah. It's converted me. I saw like on Tumblr, someone was like, the real issue with the prom is not James Corden. It's that Andrew Rannells can sing about being gay in Indiana and it didn't make the town more conservative. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was like he actually solved it instead of creating more mm. problems which would have actually happened but. exactly well speaking of andrew Reynolds and james corden let's move on to the film because so what were your thoughts on the film because personally i don't know i'm in very much two minds about it Okay, so I it's not as bad as I was expecting it to be. As yes. much as I disagree with the casting of James Corden, it wasn't the worst. And I think partly, partly I was expecting it to just not be great because you had all the controversies leading up to it. I But at the same time, it just wasn't the worst. And you can kind of forgive it while watching it because it's just, it's a nice film. It's not mm. groundbreaking. No. I wouldn't rewatch it. But it was nice to watch when I did. Like, yeah, it's it's one that I don't think will change me, and I won't go. Oh no. yeah, the prom in a few like months time. But to be honest, when we brought this up, I had completely forgotten about the prom until I saw it written down, and I oh, yeah, yeah. then went, oh yeah, I watched that over Christmas. I mean, okay, so one mind is do okay. I just think James Corden was not the best actor for that choice, regardless yeah. of his sexuality, because I think that puts him into yeah. a box that maybe you know he appears to be straight but we we, you don't know right Mm. uh that's a whole debate which we could get into in a bit but um it was just the fact well okay so he was playing black blarry okay no barry glick i think it's glickman who if you actually look at the real barry because it's based on a real character that he was basically impersonating. So I have more an issue with the fact he didn't make the role his own. He was just impersonating. Mm. And the role yeah. was written in the, like, the style of the role was written for the Broadway actor. So it's the mm. fact that maybe there should have been, okay, maybe this is Ryan Murphy's fault as producer, but a conversation with James Corden, like, how can we make this your own? So you're not impersonating the, the person it was based on or the Broadway original. So that was my issue with that. And because people are saying that James Corden was gay face. Yeah. And I've kind of said this before, like now, while I get that maybe Andrew Rannells would have been a better choice because he's gay, it kind of assumes actors are public about who they are in that way. Mm. That is my one issue with it. And I guess this is where I could talk about It's a Sin. Which is the... I've not watched it yet. You haven't watched it yet, damn you. So we'll talk about it another time, but just that Russell T Davies, the writer, despite his history with casting straight actors in his gay roles that he writes, he cast an entirely gay queer cast. And now this has sparked a whole debate on whether straight actors should play gay roles. And my kind of belief being in the community, in the LGBT community, is if it's done with research and is authentic i'd much rather have a good performance by a straight actor than a hit and miss one by a gay actor so then you also fall into the box or the category of by telling 
by basically going, oh, well, only uh, LGBTQ actors can play LGBTQ roles, then you're, in a sense, not, I know this is not what is being argued, but you can then argue it, is that, well, then they shouldn't play straight roles, mm. because, well, yeah. and I know that's not what's being argued, but, and it's that kind of thing of, why limit yeah, what it's... actors like, you're not going to stop LGBT. I don't want to stop anyone from acting the roles that they are good to act mm. in. And it's a really tricky debate because do we go for authenticity? But then in a way, what is too authentic? Mm. What's almost, I am playing me? Do you know? And I don't want to play or... me. As someone who wants to be a performer, an actor, I don't want to be playing me all the time. I want to be Juliet yeah. as much as, you know, I'd want to be Mercutio. Yeah. You know? And... Yes, casting type is a thing. So I might not be a Juliet, but I still want to play her. I it's just <laughs> if it's who if it's what it should be it's a bit like jobs, like if it's just who's best for the role mm. at that time, who is best available for the role. Yeah. They should get it regardless of mm. Well, I say not regardless of everything, but um, regardless of their sexuality or their gender, if the gender really matters, because mm. then we get into. But at the moment, sexuality, it. Yeah. It's what. Yeah, like you said, it's a tough one. I can see. I argue for both ways. Yes. Very easily. Yes. Exactly. I yeah. just think it's just James Corden wasn't the right. No, I think for we can agree on that. Role. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe maybe if he was given dis- like you said different directions, better directions, mm. maybe he would have done. Different know. job of it, but it's. I think it was just he was playing on a stereotype. I think, regardless of what the actual source material and real person was like, he is playing a stereotype mm. as someone who's not in the community. To yeah. me, that is offensive because it's going. I I'm going to okay. What what can I think of? What is gay? Mm, camp, mm. flamboyancy, a sibilant yeah. s, as they say in Indians in America. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly what he did. That was the issue. However, Andrew Rannells, n- you know, spoke up on this and said, "Not a problem." So it's really weird how there are different, different sides to this within the community. I guess this happened with like Sears film music, yeah, because uh, actually a majority of autistic people, autistic community, were saying that this was deeply offensive. And, you know, mm. I personally think it's deeply offensive. However, there were some that were saying it isn't. Yeah. So it's a, re- it's a very strange time we're living in. I also think it's like a good, like, obviously actors bring ideas and stuff forward about mm. their roles. But we don't know how much of it was James Corden's idea to That's true. do what he did. He may have just been told... He may have tried different things. And Golden Globe nominated James Corden. I'm sorry, Golden Globe nominated James <laughs> Corden. <laughs> Many apologies, Mr. Corden, sir. MBE. My, my thing, though, is I don't know if it's because of their familiarity or just maybe the film wasn't strong enough to mm. kind of carry it. But every time I saw... The, especially the not Nicole Kidman because I don't actually watch much. What did she do? Her. I'm, I'm aware film. of her as an actress, but I'm not aware of her. Mm. Every time the four main Broadway stars were on screen, 
I was thinking, oh, hi, Meryl Streep. Oh, hi, yes. James Corden. Yes, no, that hi, is Andrew. true. I wasn't thinking, or even when the principal was there, I was like, hey, hi, Keegan. Yeah. <laughs> they were now? almost Why is Meryl too talking famous. To him? Yeah. What's going, like, I just that was a weird relationship. Acting. Oh, my God, that was the best part of the film. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I was not expecting that because... No, stop everything we're talking okay, about. The wait, it's Meryl Streep. She's, is she 70? She is 72 what? and she doesn't look a day over 60. I am sorry. 50. She is a fun 50. Yeah, let's so, be and Keegan-Michael Key can't be out of his like, 40s. No, he's like, it's a big age gap, which is brilliant. Fine. I love it. I'm all here for it. Cool. However, you're watching it knowing there's a big age gap. I know. And... I was messaging Gigi watching it because we basically were watching it like the same Simultaneously. time. Simultaneously. Weirdly. Yeah, we didn't plan it. Yeah. We ended up doing it. And I, I think I was slightly ahead of you or something, but I was just going, yeah. what is this relationship? Am I looking at this relationship? No, right? I was ahead because, of you because no, I, yeah. I Netflix partied it. But they had good chemistry. <laughs> That's why... That's why I was so... I, I was, was like, so oh, conflicted. Do I root for them? But she's egotistic. But also, I was just like, oh, it must become a friendship because they mm. share the bond of theatre. Like, yeah. they'll just end up being friends. Oh, no, no. It's it's an older woman and Hollywood doesn't allow her older women who are single to find love, as we like. As we know. And, mm. Especially with younger men. And yeah. so I was like, oh, oh it's, yes, she's bound to be a... a friendship. But they had such good chemistry that I was like, am I reading this correctly? <laughs> <What is laughs> You're this? a liar. This was groundbreaking. For the wrong reasons. Sorry. <laughs> For unintentional reasons. And no one's talking about No, it. no that's so true. James Corden. No one's talking oh. about the... I, I, Sorry, Emma. Sorry, Alyssa. Fuck off. Okay, <laughs> I have to say... nothing. The on. girl who played Emma never fucking blinked. <laughs> I'm sorry. But all the time, I, just... I all the time, she was singing about her, her repressed nature, the fact her parents don't accept her... And all I kept thinking was, blink, just blink, you're terrifying me, you're a zombie, who the, just please blink! Yeah. Her song, like, oh, Unbroken Heart, whatever it's called, I don't know, the one where she has a guitar and other people on YouTube sing at her. Oh, I was laughing during that. I hated that song. I hate anything that makes me It was cringe, like, and it made me cringe. It was like, Dear Evan Hansen, but shit. But worse. <laughs> You will be found. They like it's like they saw it and you went. No, yeah, what? you know what? That's, That's a really good idea. idea. Let's let's write a whole musical around oh. it. It was like she went famous online. Oh my god, that was Dear Evan Hansen. But we're gonna make it a girl. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make it a girl because gender equality. That's what this whole musical <laughs> is. Gender equality. And like, I don't really. I just like I liked their relationship. It was cute. But I wasn't particular. I was like, I wasn't emotionally like- invested. He was like, you haven't made me care. Like Alyssa, I cared more about Keegan care. Michael Key and bloody yes. Meryl Streep than the actual I- couple I was meant when to be he rooting found for. Out that they came to Indiana for Whoa. publicity and not for that was reason. that was. I was heartbroken Ooh. for him. <laughs> he was betrayed, and he I was. was like, you poor baby, you need to be <laughs> like supported. Oh god. Oh. We'd like so this. basically what we've learned is that this musical should have focused on the relationship of Meryl Streep and, and Keegan-Michael Key, whoever, whoever they were called in the actual thing. And the principal of Meryl Streep. <laughs> 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 the 
the principal the is Eleanor is Roosevelt. Just the character now. Yeah, yeah. She is. I mean, like, so we talked about James Corden. You know, I mean, he actually he was good at the emotional scene where he was sat at a table, and I know that doesn't really narrow it down, but I was like, okay, yeah, um, Barry will go to the prom, or yes, Barry's yeah. prom, or whatever it's called. I don't remember. I didn't really like that song. I was like, mm. no, but I felt I was oh, like, his... okay, you actually can act. Well done, James. His story with his mum was the most. Con- she appeared, and oh, one, she looked like a serial killer standing there. <laughs> <laughs> but two, I was like. What? And what's the point? Her appear? It was just like the most shoehorned in resolution. And I was it like, was. no, just don't have a resolution. That happens in life. Yeah, that's good. You can have that and still have a happy film. Yeah, but uh, why was. Negate the film. No, completely. And why was high school senior he was meant to be? Why did, why did young James Corden look 12 and his crush look 24? <laughs> It was so wrong. I was like, ah, no. You compare Emma and Alyssa to how he looks. It's just like, why is someone let this? It looked more like it was. It looked like more like young Elton John in Rocket Man when he was meant to be (laughs) eleven playing that piano. Like I was like, oh, oh, going going into Elton John. I'm liking this, but I was like, oh god, no, it's James Corden. But it's not James Corden. It's whatever character he plays. Yeah, Barry. Barry. Chuckle vision, chuckle, chuckle vision. (laughs) Mind blown. What a crazy night. (laughs) I just... (laughs) I think there's a lot of it that's been repressed. You know what we can talk about? Mm. Let's let's just talk about Nicole Kidman and Andrew Reynolds. Andrew Reynolds was a brilliant casting choice. Yes. You know, he was playing a straight part, gay actor playing a straight character. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is... Okay. Was he straight? I just assume every character... I mean, I don't Reynolds really know, because he was basically yes. playing Wizard. He was playing yeah, Wizard. I, mean, he was playing I just Wizard. assumed he was gay because I was watching Andrew Reynolds. He just wasn't was like, using well, his hips to walk. Yeah. Like, okay, he looked like he looked a bit like a robot, if I'm honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, no. Yeah, no. A straight person would go into Indiana and <clears> just <throat> sing about lesbians getting love. Um, no, no. He's just a liberal Broadway legend. Why wouldn't he sing? No, he's a bartender, isn't he? No, he's both. He's a bartender, yeah. I loved... I liked, I I liked how they did make the point of the fact that he's a big Broadway star, but he's still needing to work a second bartender. job. I did like that little reference because... So many, like like ninety percent of actors have a second job. I I liked all the qu- like the quips, the kind of like funny side gags that, or like the lines that you go that just aren't serious that make you go, oh, this is making fun of the genre. This is making mm. fun of Broadway, yeah. but it's taking itself too seriously. Yeah. That if you're not, if you're taking it too seriously, you lose the jokes. But because I wasn't taking it seriously from the start, <laughs> I was enjoying the jokes. They yeah. were saying stuff, and I was like, lol. But if yeah. you weren't, and you were just watching it because it's a film, and you're like, ooh, mm. a movie musical, you wouldn't laugh at it. No, and also, that opening number where they've just been told it's a flop, or yeah. just before they're told it's a flop, it literally looks like they're in La La Land. The lighting is La La yeah. Land. The colours are very mm. vibrant. And then 
Okay, so I thought this is going to be a similar kind of, you know, bright neon lights, which is yeah. very Ryan Murphy, like if you've seen... Oh, what's the thing with Darren Chris? It's not Liberace. Versace. The assassination oh, yeah. of Johnny... Don't confuse them. <laughs> the assassination of you know Johnny what, Versace. They're so close... I don't blame you. <laughs> I would like to see Darren Chris play Liberace. That'd be quite good. But anywho, like <laughs> Ryan Murphy is known for these like visually striking. It's it's almost halfway to Wes Anderson. If that's if that's a very niche mm. reference, but I mean it was a lovely film to watch. Like I was watching it, enjoying. It was aesthetically, it. cinematically it's pleasing. Beautiful, yeah. However, I just think it just looks straight out of London. Like okay, everything yeah. just looked borrowed. Definitely, yeah. It definitely felt like a film that they... It was like, are we taking the piss or are we serious? It didn't know itself. It was like they agreed to it because someone... Like, you know when you kind of agree to go to things because your mum asks you and you feel guilty (laughs) if you want to say no, but you really don't want to, but you kind of have to. Mm. So you go and, like, you're you're trying to put an effort in, but it's automatically half-hearted because you really don't care that much. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And it kind of felt like that in all aspects. Some of the actors were great, but it felt like no matter what they did, it just felt like a half-hearted movie attempt. Yeah. No, d- I don't know. That's just how it felt to me. Like Meryl Streep was doing her stuff and she was acting yeah. her heart out. But I just, it just felt maybe the energy overall was lacking. lacking. Yeah, no, completely. Know. But I, th- I, okay, Meryl Streep, was not given fantastic material and i have to say i'm not a massive fan of her voice like she was fine Mm. for a campy thing like mamma mia where it knows okay it knows it's a musical but it knows it's not a musical yeah so you can get away with crap so you can get away with colin firth and pierce brosnan yeah no one cares because everyone's having a jolly or fun time however this is when you've got you know uh ariana debose as Alyssa, and you've got this girl who was quite good as Emma, mm. who are musical theatre. They're both musical theatre trained, and I think, mm, or even just Andrew Reynolds. Andrew Reynolds, Broadway star. Just like he's like that's why I think I loved Love Thy Neighbor because it felt like the first proper. Even though the yeah. kids, even though the teenagers weren't energetic, it felt like the actual first scene where the energy was dialed yeah. up more. And I was like, oh, nice, I'm into this. I have to say, there is something, when you've actually got... It still wasn't, it still wasn't high enough to be no. a normal level of energy, no, but it no. was higher. But when you've actually got musical theatre actors in those roles, because you need energy in a theatre, otherwise it's flat mm. because the audience aren't having a good time. A film, yeah. you can just kind of sit there and watch it if you don't, you yeah. know, it doesn't need the same energy. But with a movie musical, it's a really hard fine line of the audience. The audience can't have a live reaction to it. But equally, it's in the genre where they kind of do. They need to be kind of bopping along at home. And I didn't bop. No, actually, that's a lie. I bopped when Andrew Rannells sang Love Thy Neighbour. And actually, that was literally like. I was quite moved at the end. I thought Mm. they did the ending quite well. But. It was just a bit kind of like, yeah. Here, like, yeah, here you like, are. Um, here's a, here's a nice musical. Happy pandemic. Yeah. And like the song that Alyssa Green sings, I was like, cool, move on. I was okay. She was she like, she acted song, it well, like, cool, but I was like, on. I don't really, yeah. I don't. I literally have seen you three times in this movie. 
Kerry, okay, Kerry Washington did her job. She, I hated yeah. her. I didn't like oh, her. No, she, yeah, she and it wasn't probably... just I disagree with your political view. Therefore, you know, I, I hate, yeah. I don't like your character. It was. You're so condescending in your tone that you're just so frustrating. Mm. Like she was, she yeah. was the highlight, and she was in it twice, like literally fifteen minutes, like not even I five minutes. She was in it more time. than most of the lesbians, to be honest. Probably. And there was no reason for her homophobia either. Like, there was no re- mm. mention of religion. It was just, we don't have it. It was like, you know how- I don't understand. Anyway. Yeah. It's, you know how we had that issue with Mean Girls not having through, uh, what's it called? Um, yes. I, I don't know what the word is. Uh, like, things that continue through the story like like, like a continue mementos, um like a continuous plot narrative or yeah but like you know how we had an issue because like regina george was basically the only character that had motifs that's what i'm saying oh yes oh like, yeah it, there was no thing you went ah oh, that character of that stars sound. came midway through the second act of mm. mean girls and you just had to kind of believe it was an impactful motif Whereas if they had introduced it from the first song, yeah. when they could have, it would have made such more of an impact. Yeah. They just didn't do that. And it felt the same in the prom. It just felt like they had thrown a whole load of things, rattled it together and just produced a musical. And it's like, okay, it's all right. But if you had just strung together some of these plots and motifs, yeah. Strip it would it have back. made it so much more impactful. Yeah. They stripped it. But I think it would have been very interesting to know, to have... Uh, like, if you're going to have that little bartender reference, I want to say Andrew Reynolds played a character called Trev. Is it Trevor? Yeah. Let's call him Trev. <laughs> Whether he was or not, I don't care. But I, I actually have no idea what his name could no. be. Trevor sounds correct. Or Chad. Like that line. Chad? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Chad. <laughs> Trevor. It was just Andrew. Andrew. Well, Trev Andrew. It would be nice to have had... Okay, this is going back to whether they make it LGBTQ couple or whether they make mm. it about ageism in the broad range, in theatre. Yeah. A, a really nice opportunity to say that, look, have this whole song about le- leading two different lives. That would have mm. been something really interesting to have. Ru- or a song with Meryl Streep about, like, seeing... Because, okay, that romance came out of nowhere. I mean, we saw it coming-ish, maybe, yeah. kind of. But it was kind of... She could have had a song about her mixed feelings for having... Mm. For this younger man. And, ooh, let's make it another soul blues number. That's the vibe. But it just, again, felt like a big mismatch of things and plot lines. Like, it's like, like we're going to have a sequel. This will all be resolved mm. in the sequel, but there's no sequel. Surprise! Yeah. It... What they should have done is instead of it really? being a prom that's being cancelled by... Did you write it? <laughs> Sorry. Is this, is this all on you? No, what, Did you what fuck this up, Olivia? Done, okay. <laughs> what should have been done is that they shouldn't have gone to Indiana because of a prom being cancelled over to LGBTQ students. Whilst that's an important plot and we need more LGBTQ storylines especially um lesbian couples like female yeah there's a lot of male representation it, it feels like yeah well not enough great. but we need it not enough but 
it's like female relationships are lacking. I can name Fun Home and the colour purple. Yeah. That might be it. Yeah. So we need mainstream anyway. Yeah, we definitely need that representation. I don't think this is the movie for it. (laughs) Or the musical for it. What should have been instead is that they saw that a school or like a big kind of district was cutting its complete entire arts fund. Yeah, that would have been a nice little commentary. It was like about to put on a show or they were like gearing up to do a musical or something and it just Mm. got cancelled and like these kids were up in arms about it Mm. or like they haven't or like an article was released about how this district in Indiana hasn't had an arts program for 10 years because of funding cuts Yeah, and like they go because of it and obviously it means reworking quite a lot of the actual Mm. maybe they come across LGBTQ students that feel repressed in their school because of it being a conservative southern town or I mean you could have it shouldn't be it shouldn't be sold as an LGBTQ musical. No, it should be sold as Broadway stars doing their quirky, funny thing. And then you have a separate musical which focuses yeah. on these two girls. Yeah. And the romance that I wanted to see but didn't, really. Yeah. Like, but, uh, I had a point. Sorry. I just no, you're fine. I interrupted you. I was bouncing off you. What was it? What was it? Come on, brain. Something about arts education. Oh yeah. Okay. But you literally, why have a right? Why have repressed kids? Why mm. is there a need to repress? Not everyone's repressed. Yeah. No. Why is there a need? Why can't you just have a happy couple that just happen to be there? You know. Yeah. It, yeah. True. Exactly. And it's just like. It, it's it's good to show there are struggles. In a completely different context, you could have yeah. it as a just generally be a good person like it's school mm. kids they're gonna be bitches to each other in some way or the other yeah but, i don't know it just felt like they could have they were trying they were trying to too, too much. many things yeah it's like me writing an essay i'm trying to cover too much ground <laughs> you need to be you need, need to be concise i need to have yeah. it's quality not quantity and yeah. the prom thought quantity of plots quality a lot of plot holes But it was just a very. I just found okay. So ensemble wise, I can name I think two numbers the ensemble we used. One was like a song where it's like, can I ask you to prom? Yeah, woo! It is basically everybody is talking about Jamie, with more straight people. Yeah. And everyone's talking about Jamie has funner songs. It does. Literally, the prom song in Jamie is mm. that. Oh, I, I already oh. can sing it. And like Yeah. No, she didn't. What is she wearing? No, she didn't. No, I love, she what, didn't. You're I love what you're wearing. Ladies in the class. Ladies in the back. Ladies in, Ladies the, in the class. Something, something, something. Peppa Middleton's ass. See, we can sing this to you. We can sing this to you. I can just about sing you. Here's the prom for everyone. Can be done. It's why it's. I really think Jamie needs to go to America. It does. Let's 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 talk about everybody talking about Jamie because there's a film imminently mm. due to come out. Oh yeah, which is exciting. Delayed indefinitely for the time being. <laughs> it looks really good. I'm excited. 
So I think that that I'm... will be what it needs to be able to go to Broadway. And yeah. I, the problem is, it's very British, very northern mm. humour. Will they understand the accents? No. Will they not? Will they be able to do the accents? No. No. It's going to be another. Well, they'll do it all Cockney for some. Yes. Reason. Yeah. It will be another lame is. Do you hear the people sing, singing yeah. a song of angry men? Or just like Emily, where they go, you know what? We're Screw not it, we're American. <laughs> <laughs> At least here we tried to be French, and mostly we yeah. succeeded. Yeah. But. But oh well. Oh well. It's just it's just a shame that that film didn't. It wasn't as good because. A lot of people may have gone, I don't like musical theatre normally, but I might enjoy this. Then they probably wouldn't have enjoyed it. It's a shame because it feels like, okay, I love my, I love Bruford with all my heart. I love a majority of the people. However, there are the odd people who like to insult musical theatre because they think as a certain type of person. And yes, that person mm. exists, but it's a stereotype. Why are we not allowed to break that stereotype? But you, but you, that person can break theirs, you know? Yeah. And this film could have been a chance to say, look, that is a genuinely good show because it has these themes. It shows this and this and this. And it's a good score or whatever. It just felt like a lazy score because it's like... A pop, we, people like pop at the moment. Let's do a pop score. Mm. Let's throw this into it. And it was just kind of like... Yeah. I really want some intelligent theatre at the moment. Dave Malloy, The Great Comet, is incredible. You might like it or hate it. The score is so different. Mm. And it's so intelligent. It knows exactly each note is carefully, meticulously placed. Whereas the prompts, like, like, I know it's... Like, chord, chord. I'm having fun. Or, like, it's basic, but even Hamilton was... It seems kind of silly now to think of it, but it was groundbreaking when it came out. That's why it was so incredible well the like, sound and when you look at, if different. you look if you look through the book that they made about it and all the lyrics all the things all the inspirations behind it each song had a purpose each like style of yeah. music rap style had a purpose and it's yeah and then you look at like you said the prom which is basically like here's some popular things mm. let's put it together yeah. and you're like and i'm we've mentioned this before but i personally hate so mean girls there are so many songs there which don't advance the plot i mm. hate shows that have songs that don't advance the plot dear evan hansen does it quite well because i remember I, when i first when i uh, when i first was able to stream it i went 59 minutes really yeah, it's really short. And then I was then I remember listening to it. I know you're not as big a fan. Well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm lesser now, but I liked it at the time. Still doish. And each song is there for a reason. Mm. Which is really rogue because okay, I think I've just decided that Pasek and Paul. I can appreciate that they're good. I just don't like the stuff that they create. They're very good we... if you're white and male. Yeah. We, me, and my mum watched The Greatest Showman for the first time over the Christmas I holidays. I can't stand it. We, we sat there, watched it. I've heard it before, and I've watched YouTube videos about it. So I basically knew what happened. I had effectively already watched the movie without watching the movie. Yeah. We sat and watched it. We watched it like one morning because we were both up quite early, mm. and we just got to the end, and we just went, "Well, that was shit." <laughs> and <laughs> we just looked at each other and was like, 
apart from the funky music, why was that so popular? Mm. Oh, wait, it's because of the funky music. Yeah. And it's just because Plastic and Paul know how to write good, catchy music tunes. That Fallout Boy knockoffs, as someone said. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. And it, it's one of those things that I just watched it and went, that was such mm. bad. Yeah. And if you're interested in the story of Barnum, P.T. Barnum, real lovely racist guy, um, there's a musical, believe it or not, called Barnum. Wow, which is all it's old. It's relatively. I I personally have not really listened to it, but I know the odd song, I, and it's I've heard it's fine. Good. It's like right. yeah, it's good. It's fine. I think it's quite popular. Like it's popular it is, but I mean, they tell his story much more realistically yeah. than this film. You know, Hugh Jackman. You can't make Hugh Jackman a big. You know, I love. I, I love how I emphasize Hugh Jackman. Epi- Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I could do a whole episode on me ranting about The Greatest Showman. Um, so I'm going to shut mean? up now. Okay. It, it kind of, it's that thing of just like, it, it's when you watch these movie musicals that you just go, Ooh. just watch the classics. Yeah. Then go watch your Calamity Janes and your American Empire. Calamity Jane's so good. It was on over Christmas. Calamity Jane is so good. I love, I love those old, like, Seven Brides with Seven Brothers. Classic. Yeah, they're problematic. It's because they were made in the 1950s. Once yeah. you get over that, they are, fun- and you're just watching them and you're enjoying it. And you're going, yeah, this is what a movie musical is. Yeah. And then you look at the prom and you go, yeah, this isn't it's, what it's not. It's almost, what, watch even, just watch Chicago, the Catherine yeah. Zeta-Jones, or the See, Renee. That's a great that, film. That, that is, is how you modernise a movie musical. Do it. La, La, yeah. La La Land, you may not like it because I, that, it was very long. I personally had a numb yeah. ass, But, <laughs> like, it knows, it knew how to modernise yeah. what the movie musical was. It the prom the, was it so modern fun. and flashy and tacky. Tacky! It's what someone said in a video, a YouTube video about The Greatest Showman, is that it's almost so embarrassed to be a musical. Yes. It tries and convinces you it's not. Mm. And you're listening to songs, but like you're just not kind of hearing musical. You're kind of just mm. going, oh, okay, that's just music. And it's almost that sort of feel. You're just like, it's almost they're embarrassed to be in a musical, so they're mm. not really giving it their all. No, oh, yeah, just... that's true. And looking at new musicals that have come out, recently a lot of them are embarrassed to be musicals mm. because if you look at even just the style like book of mormon turn it off it's a very clear sound yeah. i know the sound changes over time but it just feels that you know we're heading down a more intimate song cycle type route you know small yeah. cast lovely harmonies and ensemble like it feels like we're coming away from these big big cast musicals for me or oh, it's just i think that's why kind of um o'keefe who did like legally blonde and heathers why those kind of work as kitschy musicals because they embrace being they embrace it and they Mm. are joyous about being a musical and just being the kind of not cringy but that kind of overt musical they just are happy to be it and to present these movies in musical form for you and you love it yeah and it's modern stuff like a like they're poppy, legally blonde. Yeah, poppy and all that. But it's still but got a musical it because they're having sound. a blast. And it's like, yeah, like they're having. And Julia actually is probably an exception because they have mm. musicalized, if I can invent a word. Yeah, they've musicalized pop. 
So people can go and see it and go like, oh yeah, I love Raw, what a tune. But us yeah. musical nerds can go, there's a nice suspension there. I'm and enjoying the crunchy like harmonies. Yeah, and like with Anne Juliet, I've heard it's cringy, but it's that thing where like it's it good, embraces cringy. it and it just kind of like, they're just like, yeah, just have fun, mm. enjoy it. Don't think about it too hard, just have a great time. Enjoy yeah. some songs. We're all here for a great time, so are you. And that's what I kind of felt like, that's what you should feel like with a musical. Even if you're crying your heart out, it's, you're going, you've come yeah. here to have this. Mm. So embrace it. Whereas like, the prom just didn't feel like that. It was like, no. you're here. So here's some stuff. And you're like, okay, thanks, I guess. It's just, did I need to watch it? No. Am yeah. I glad I watched it? Eh. Would I watch it again? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Even though I did enjoy trying to measure Nicole Kidman's legs with my eyes. <laughs> I swear she's six foot three. Six foot is her legs. She is. And the yeah, three like, inches I'm is sorry, her torso a... and face. I yeah. mean, it was, it was so confusing because I was watching her number, Zaz, whatever the hell it was. And I was watching it yeah. like I would enjoy it because it's fussy. However, you can't do fussy. And your legs mm. are bloody ginormous. Where did you... Oh, my God, what size feet you are. And that was going to this really weird wormhole. And then there were sometimes I would look into the set and be like, well, that's, a, mm. that's, that's like Biscoff. And, and I'm like, hang on, I'm not even watching the movie anymore. What's the point? Yeah. It's like Riverdale. It started <laughs> off as an interesting concept and it just lost its way. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty early on, you realise the writers didn't know where they were going. <laughs> And you were just kind oh. of stuck going... Oh, you want fire, Cheryl, Cheryl bombshell? My specialty is ice. I beg your misogynistic pardon. <laughs> I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I don't want to fit in. I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me with that stupid head? It's weird. And on that note... <laughs> Cheryl boo-boo. <laughs> I think I think that's a. I'm at I'm at fifty minutes, so short and sweet, my ass. <laughs> but like a lot of this is cackling, which you can cut. Nice try. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. I just checked; thank it's you. episode three. I fucked it up. It's episode yes, three. Did, I'm gonna keep the wrong part in at the start. People are just gonna be confused. <laughs> that's what we do we're confused so yes mm. thank you so much for tuning in I mean let's tease next week next week we are going to be back because February is what Olivia LGBTQ plus history month oh sorry <laughs> you idiot it's because in the document you wrote it down as pride month didn't you I just wrote pride, pride week. I just wrote pride you just wrote pride so I just pride it's LGBTQ history month. so it's a good opportunity to shine some light on some LGBTQ... Which probably be put out during March. <laughs> but I think it'd be a really good time to shine some light on those shows, particularly the ones that have some historical elements to them. Mm. And maybe there's a certain tribunal that's been going on in recent weeks and has just concluded that we can bring into that. Speaking of the colour purple. Wink, wink. Do some Googling. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. I've been Gigi. And I have been Olivia. Thank you and goodbye.
Do 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 do. Do 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 do.